Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into Triton Talk, episode 307. Tim Strombel coming to you from our Remac production facility right here on the campus of UC San Diego in beautiful La Jolla, California. As we get ready to turn towards summer, just about every spring sport is rounding out this weekend for UCSD. So not a lot of in-season action to talk about on the show this afternoon. We have three great interviews for you, as we always do. A great chance to get caught up in some off-season activities for UCSD Athletics. We're going to kick things off this afternoon with Skylar Munitones, a freshman utility with men's water polo. He was the WWPA Freshman of the Year and second on the team with 25 goals and 23 assists. We'll talk to him all about what his off-season has been like as well as what his first season at UCSD has been like. Then right in the middle of the show, we'll talk with John Pascal. He's entering his 10th year at the helm of UCSD's men's soccer team. They had an incredible year this past year, going 19-3-2, winning the CCAA regular season, CCAA tournament title, and West Regional all for the first time before finishing in the national semifinal. So we'll talk to John all about that and what's coming up this next year for UCSD soccer. Should be some great stuff. Then we'll finish things out on the show with Claudia Cox, a freshman hurdler with UCSD's women's track and field team. She finished 20th in the 400 hurdles out at her first NCAA championship appearance this past weekend so we'll talk to Claudia all about that then of course we'll get you the preview and a review of what was and what will be your week in Triton sports and that includes a national championship D2 College World Series update for UCSD baseball. How are they doing out in Grand Prairie, Texas? Where are they on their path to a national title? We'll get you caught up to that before we get out of here, but let's take our first break and be back with you in just a moment on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with 0% financing on our most popular models, including a new 2017 Prius Liftback, Prius V, IA, RAV4, and Sienna. There's even zero APR on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Corolla, Corolla IM, Avalon, and Avalon Hybrid. So don't miss out. Financing through Toyota Financial Services to well-qualified customers. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight, May 31st. Excludes RAV4 Hybrid. When you buy or lease any new Toyota, you get Toyota Care, our no-cost maintenance plan. Toyota Care covers normal factory scheduled service for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. There's even lockout protection and 24-hour roadside assistance. See your Toyota dealer for details and exclusions. Valid only in the continental U.S. and Alaska. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. Then welcome back at the Trident Talk, episode 307. Tim Strombel back with you. Time now for our first interview of the afternoon. We're going to welcome in Skylar Munitones, freshman utility with men's water polo, WWPA freshman of the year, by the way, uh, with men's water polo. He was second on the team with 25 goals, 23 assists. The Tritons went 15-8 and eight this past season, falling to UC Davis 12-8 in the WWPA conference tournament final to end the season. First of all, Skylar, welcome in. I mean, could you give me, I guess, your overall thoughts on your first season of college water polo? Um, the first season was really, really fun. Uh, came in here just trying to make an impact right away. Um, I think uh, as a freshman class, uh, we all came in here. We want to do something with this program. And uh, we all had the mindset of, you know, trying to do big things. And, you know, it showed in the season. 
And, um, you know, as you said, you know, we lost to UC Davis in the WWPA final and that was, uh, you know, that was heartbreaking because, uh, you know, we, we were trying to, uh, repeat four years, you know, being WWPA champs and, you know, it was, it was tough. And, uh, so, you know, we're looking to bounce back for the next season for sure. You know, Skylar, you had some big shoes to fill. The seniors that graduated last year before your class came in put up some big numbers. I mean, Chase Cockerell uh, had a great senior season just off the top of my head. Some other guys in there played really well as well. How much did you know of uh, uh, of the, the, the team prior to you coming to UCSD? Uh, and did you feel any pressure knowing that you had some really good seniors graduate right before you got to school? Um, honestly, I wouldn't say that there was too much pressure, um, you know, coming into the season, you know, you know, the coaching staff never said, you know, you have, you have these big shoes to fill, just kind of like come in and just play as hard as I can and try to help out the team as much as possible. And, um, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of the games, you know, in the previous season and chase was a great player and, you know, he put up a lot of goals and, you know, I think, uh, you know, we try to come back with, uh, just try to play as much good waterfall as possible, I guess. Uh, what's been the biggest adjustment for you from high school to the college game? Um, honestly, just probably the, the pace of speed, I guess. Uh, everybody's a lot bigger. Everybody's a lot stronger. Everybody's a lot meaner, in fact. Uh, so just like that toughness that, you know, can, can come with it. But honestly, like during the preseason and, you know, during the season too, when we had practices, like, you know, all the guys prepared me pretty well. You know, you know, they were rough on me and, you know, I, I tried to do the same to them. So honestly, there was the adjustment wasn't uh, as hard as I thought it would be. Now, Skylar, what went into your decision to pick UCSD as your place to play college water polo? I mean, obviously you had a couple of places on the radar, but why did UCSD win for you? It was just the culture that that they had here. Um, when I came on my recruiting trip, you know, all the guys were extremely welcoming. They were, you know, I knew they were serious about water polo. Um, they're a bunch of very cool guys, you know, very fun to hang around, you know, they're gonna be my, my best friends, you know, for the rest of my life. And, uh, it was also the coaching staff, you know, the coaching staff is extremely professional. You know, Denny's been doing this for, you know, so long and same with, uh, Oosh and, you know, Bush and Rob, you know, they all, they all take this very seriously. And, you know, that, that's what I wanted. It's been over six months since the season ended, uh, and out, you know, being your first season in the program, what's the off season program like for you guys? What have the last couple months been like? Uh, you know, the off season, yeah, it, it doesn't stop. So, I mean, in the sport of water polo, you have to be constantly training, constantly trying to be in the best shape as possible. And, you know, you know, we're doing everything from, you know, the coaching, the coaching staff is tracking everything from the weight room, you know, all the way into the pool to our recovery time, you know, everything's, you know, we're doing the best to set up for success in the fall. Where do you want to see yourself get better? You know, from last year to this next season, what holes in your game or where do you think you could get the most better over the next year? I think just getting bigger and stronger and faster is just the key. Um, also just kind of trying to step into more of a leadership role. I think, you know, we have, we have four or five seniors graduating last year. Um, and those guys were huge. Those guys were, you know, the role models that set the way. And I think that, you know, we need more leaders, you know, um, and we have a great, um, set of upperclassmen and we need, we need to guide some of the underclassmen too, because we have a lot of good freshmen coming in. So I think, uh, you know, they have some pretty big shoes to fill. 
That's kind of, you led me into my next question. It was going to be as a team, where do you guys think you could improve the most? I know you've kind of had to alter the way in which you play from last season to this next season when you were here in your first season, uh, a little bit more of like a half court pace, uh, especially with uh, the big Armand in the middle. That guy had a fantastic yeah. year for you guys. He was fun Definitely. to watch. Uh, but where are you guys looking to improve as a squad? Um, uh, I mean, as a team, I think, Another another huge thing is just to get bigger and stronger and faster. That's what we need. Um, and also just to mesh as a team more. Um, you know, we don't get, you know, too many games in the in the regular season. So when we come together, that's that's where we need to, to play well. So during the entire off season, during the summer, you know, we just need to, you know, to to really mesh and to really gain that chemistry with, you know, every single every single person on the team. You have any fun plans for the summer? What are you gonna do once school's out? Yeah, we actually uh, have a pretty big trip coming up. Um, we're taking a, a two-week trip to uh, Croatia and um, Hungary for a training trip in the summer. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. And uh, you know, uh, the coaching staff has planned a super fun trip. Um, all, a lot of the alumni are gonna help us out. So that's gonna be that's gonna be huge for us in the fall. Do you know any of those languages? How are you guys going to get by talking to people out there? Uh, no, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure we'll try to pick up as much as possible when we get there. But uh, I think some of the alumni, um, they'll definitely help us out. Uh, I know we have some, uh, like, chaperones that can, you know, help us order food and all that kind of stuff. So I think we'll be, we'll be good. Now, I know that your dad played some professional baseball, I think, in the L.A. Dodgers organization. So I wanted to ask one little more question before we get you out of here. Did you play any other sports growing up? And then what got you into water polo? Oh, uh, it was actually my uh, uncle that uncle. Uh, played for the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, honestly, it was just it was pretty much just swimming, water polo and just kind of like soccer here and there, basketball here and there and you know a little bit of baseball. Uh, but honestly, my entire family played um, water polo and they swam all their lives and it was just kind of that influence. And, you know, initially I hated the water initially I hated water polo, but you know, as I grew into it, I, you know, I loved it. Why did you pick water polo instead of swimming? You said your family swam and did water polo the whole life. So I'm guessing at some point you had a decision, Oh, do I want to be a swimmer or do I want to play water polo? What made you pick water polo? Um, honestly, I don't, I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I guess I wasn't, you know, I, I like swimming and everything, but uh, water polo is just so. a little more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, water polo is just a little more interesting to me. I guess it's uh, uh, you can be tactical with it, and you can be, you know, you be creative with, you know, what you do. Um, you know, even though you know it's a team sport, you can be, you know, uh, special in your own way, and I think that's, uh, you know, that makes it really fun. WWPA Freshman of the Year, Skylar. What were your thoughts when that award came out? Did, was it even on your radar that you might win it? Uh, honestly, didn't really think too much about it. Um, you know, Denny. You know, he never really stresses individual awards. You know, what we care about is what happens at the end of the season. And you know, what happened at the end of the season. You know, this year wasn't acceptable. And you know, we kind of threw away all those you know individual accolades. You know, we look at our wins and losses. And that's, what's really important. UCSD men's water polo looking to get back on track this next year with another WWPA conference tournament title. Skyler will be leading the charge in his sophomore year, the reigning WWPA freshman of the year. Skyler, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Have fun and safe travels overseas. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. 
Let's go ahead and jump to our next break. When we come back, we'll talk with John Pascal. He's entering his 10th year at the helm of UCSD's men's soccer team. They just went 19-3-2 this last season with all kinds of program firsts. So we'll talk to John all about that when we come back on the break. Tim Stromble back in a minute on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with huge factory cash back savings, including 1500 cash back on a new Corolla IM or RAV4 Hybrid, 2000 back on a new Prius Liftback, RAV4, IA, or Corolla. There's even 2500 cash back on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Avalon, Avalon Hybrid, or Sienna. So hurry in before they're gone. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight May 31st. Now it's easier than ever to search for the best deal on a Toyota car, truck, or SUV. Buyatoyota.com, the only official site for your San Diego County Toyota dealers. There, you can locate a dealer, search our inventory, and find the perfect car with all our current offers. Save time and money. Go direct to the source. Buyatoyota.com. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. And welcome back in the Triton Talk, episode 307. Tim Strombel back with you on the show. Time now for our second interview of the afternoon. We're going to welcome in 10th year head coach of UCSD men's soccer, John Pascal. Their team's coming off a program record 19-3-2 overall, winning the CCAA regular season, CCAA tournament title, and West Regional, all for the first time in Triton history on their way to a national semifinal appearance. Uh, that's where the incredible season would end for UCSD. CSD, but coach, welcome on in. I know the national title has got to be at the top of the list, but you guys checked off a ton of boxes this past season, really more than any other UCSD men's soccer team. What was this past season like for you overall as a coach? Uh, you know, it was obviously an amazing experience, um, you know, winning, winning three trophies and, uh, and getting pretty close to the fourth. Um, I think what, what made it so special is just kind of the group of guys we had, um, just a really senior led group that, uh, really committed to just creating a good positive environment day in and day out. And, um, and, and an environment that just allowed us to like grow and get better over the course of the season. Um, so as a coach, you know, my job was actually very easy this year. I kind of knew early on we had a lot, you know, a good thing going on and it was kind of about staying out of the way and, um, which sometimes can be easier said than done. Um, uh, and just kind of trusted the guys and trusted the team. Um, and, and the assistant coaches were on it too. I mean, they really did a great job, uh, with the trainings and, 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 you know, mid game adjustments and stuff like that. I, I really had a pretty easy job. Um, you know, I was able to to kind of sit back and enjoy it a little bit. Coach, you come out of the gate red hot this past year, winning your first five games. Uh, what did you think this team had a chance to really do something special? Obviously, in training, you can see your team practicing, playing well, thinking in your head they might be really good. But then you see them hit the field. They play well out of the gate. When did it really hit you that this team could be really good? Well, you know, it's a great question. You know, it's, it, it was, it was still the team virtually the, a real similar team to the year before that finished six, six and six. Um, and the tricky thing about our schedule, um, uh, and our conference is that our conference is so competitive and so tight. 
and you know we've we've finished second before and third before and uh you know and those were really diff- that was really difficult to do so we never really looked too far ahead and we really just kind of tried to take it day by day um and as the kind of season wore on we put ourselves in pretty good position going into the last couple weekends but there was still i mean going into the last game there was still so much to play for uh, the last regular season, having to go at Pomona, you know, who who won the conference tournament the year before, went to the NCAA title match the year before. I mean, a very, very good team. We had to win out there to get a bye into the, you know, one to win the league, but also to get into the final four of the conference tournament. If we had lost, we would have been playing midweek. Um, and I think, you know, the teams that end up having to play that midweek game are at a big disadvantage. And so again, just taking it day by day and going into that that game, I felt like that game we had a chance to do something special to win the regular season, which we never had done before. So it didn't really dawn on us before that. Um, and once we did that, it was a great, you know, obviously a great experience for the guys. But uh, in our conference and the season, all that stuff's very short lived because you have, you know, now the conference tournament a week later. So you wrap your head around winning the league, and now it's about preparing for the conference tournament. We we had to play San Bernardino, who had just beaten us uh, three to one, pretty handily, our worst loss of the season. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and then winning the conference tournament it was like again just a you know an amazing experience. But we were never looking too far ahead. We just knew it was going to be day by day, game by game. And um, we kind of looked back at the end of the season. We, we and I, you know, we actually felt a little disappointed in our performance in the semifinal. Um, I think that was the sense from the group that, yeah, it was a great season, but we would have liked to end it on a little bit better note. Um, and, and hats off to Wingate. A lot of that had to do with them. They, they were by far the best team we'd seen all year. And they, I thought, had a lot of qualities that we had that made them special in terms of a really mature, uh, organized group with a really good chemistry. Um, so, you know, uh, would have liked to have played a little bit better, made a couple plays, uh, obviously made a couple key mistakes that ha- that hurt us in that game uh, to really give it a little bit more of a run. Uh, but it was one of those opponents that you walked away from the game really respecting them. Coach, I want to go back to October 27th. It's the last week of the regular season. Your guys dropped that 3-1 loss uh, to kind of a middle-of-the-pack San Bernardino team, a team that would go on to make the playoffs but certainly weren't in real contention for first place in conference. But your response was that 2-1 victory over 18th-ranked Pomona in that winner-take-all for the CCAA regular season. Then you really start rolling like a freight train. I'm wondering if that loss kind of motivated the team to kind of reset almost and get back on track. I mean, you win so many games in a row. It's almost good to get a loss out of the way in the regular season while you can still afford it and kind of get your guys to recheck in. Did you feel like that kind of motivated you guys? Well, you know, I, I felt like we've always been a group that has responded well from adversity. And that's something that we talk a lot about in our program uh, is that whether you win or lose or tie, you move on from that game really quickly because, you know, you have another game coming up. So it's really important through the course of the season not to ride the highs and 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 sink too low with the lows. And I think if you looked at the whole season, you know, we were we were really disappointed coming off a tie and a loss earlier in the year to San Marcos. Um, and you look how we responded with a, you know, a kind of a emphatic win over Chico and then to go on a nice little stretch after that. So that's kind of something we had done all year that, that loss, 
um, you know, I, I wouldn't say it motivated us. It, you know, I didn't think it did anything for us in, in our program. We just put it behind us as quick as possible. Um, we were going to go into that Pomona game wanting to win that game regardless of the outcome. Um, and I, and I have to say, uh, I, I thought we had a couple really special performances over the course of the season. I thought that game at Pomona was one of them. And, um, and I don't think it had too much to do with losing to San Bernardino, but, but who knows, maybe the guys are just, were on it. They wanted to win. The tactics were right. And, uh, if you watch the game, we just wanted it more than them. Coach, I have to ask uh, an obvious question when looking at the stat line this year, 39 goals this season, nearly triple last season's total of 15 with much the same roster. What was the biggest difference between last season or I guess the season before and this last season? Uh, there's a couple differences. One, I think last year, you know, we lost Malik Boshti for the year. Um, he's a big uh, impact player in the attack. And Sam Polano was injured for much of the season. Uh, so we lost really two key attacking guys um, who came back and had big years for us this year. But if you look at the stats, we did, never really had anybody that, that blew it out with goals. You know, I think we were pretty well spread out. We changed our formation a little bit, um, which which I think, you know, looking back certainly helped. We brought on, uh, you know, another coach, a kind of, you know, Nick Pereira, who worked specifically kind of with the forwards. And I think that helped to give them a little bit more confidence in the things that they were doing. And then we just had, you know, Justice Dirksen had a really great year for us, uh, significantly better than the year before in the kind of the offensive category Christian Cordell came up with some big goals um it was just uh, you know I don't know if there's a single thing you could point to it I think we, we did a better job of finishing some of our chances than we did the year before um and and just had a few more experienced guys in there uh the year before you know uh Yuli De La Cal and Brandon Magpio were both really quality players it was you know they were asked to kind of carry the load offensively for the team um and it was a lot to ask for them. They were kind of younger guys, a little bit inexperienced, and, and I thought they played well. Um, but in, in our conference, with our competition, um, it's really difficult to, to be effective forwards. And so it's a little bit more by committee this year. Coach, you lose your starting goalkeeper this year, Cameron McElfresh, who put up one of the best all-time D2 goalkeeper seasons for UCSD. I mean, D2, really, he made a deep impact. Uh, what does it look like in goal for you this next season? Are there any front runners? Yeah, we, uh, you know, we ended up with three freshmen this year, uh, in the program. Uh, one was on the roster, two redshirted and, and, you know, this spring we were really happy with all three. They all have a lot of potential, you know, Cameron, Cameron had the benefit of time and, and experience, you know, he saw a lot of games, a lot of minutes. And I think as a keeper, you know, mainly as a keeper, you need time and experience, I thought Jared Andrews kind of, uh, you know, at the end of the spring kind of had the best spring, um, and had the most opportunities to do so. He, uh, I think he has a really bright future. Another freshman, Pedro and CISO from Oceanside has a lot of potential, has a lot of tools. And I think if we can tap into that potential and develop him, he could potentially go on to be a great college uh, goalkeeper. And then a third guy, Connor Orton, who is a lot like Cameron, uh, not only in size, but the way he plays, reads things really well. 
you know, he's right in there fighting. Um, so we have, we have a really good, we have a really good healthy competition amongst the three. And I think that competition is really going to go on to develop those guys and, and whoever emerges from that, you know, whether it's one, two, or even all three of those guys get, end up getting time. Uh, I think, I think we're going to be pretty good in that position. Just a couple more questions for you, Coach. We're talking with head coach John Pascal, about to become the 10th-year head coach of UCSD's men's soccer team. Fantastic year this last year. Uh, another guy i got to mention uh, uh, out of the defensive back row, Kuba Volagorski. Big hole to fill. Is there anyone a fa- that's like a favorite to take his spot in the center? Yeah, well, you know, last year we lost to injury Kyle Panganaban. Mm-hmm. He was starting early in the season. Uh which allowed Kelvin Rebay to come in and, and get a lot of experience. And I thought he was fantastic. So Kyle returns next year. He's a guy that has started the two previous years before that. So even though we lose Cuba, which is definitely a big loss, we're able to replace him with an experienced older guy. Um, so I don't think that it'll be as much of a loss as, uh, as I think some people on the outside might think. And then there's some other guys kind of that are right there too. Jonathan Stoop, who played a little bit more in the midfield. He's naturally a center back. He's very good in that position, and uh, we're bringing in two freshmen, uh, both local kids, one from Escondido, one from uh, Carmel Valley, uh, that I think will make a real legitimate push to to gain one of those spots. I mean, that's a, going into preseason, that's a that's an exciting position to see who emerges from it, but I think we have some really good options there. Coach, I really could ask you questions all over the field. I could talk about Christian Cordell, Jeff Powers, Kelvin Uribe, some young guys uh, that were looking to really take a, a leap from this past year to this next year, I would expect, in the program. But we'll save that for the fall. And when we come back and get ready to talk about the season, we'll save that. So before I get you out of here, I got to know, what are your summer plans? What do you have going on? Huh, we'll be working. Uh, you know, summer, we have our camp. Our camp uh, circuit that we do, we run a couple camps here at UCSD. That's been a big recruiting tool for us, so that uh, that takes up a really good chunk of our time. Uh, there's there's always a couple big recruiting events that we need to be organized and prepared for, and then uh, you know most importantly, you try to unwind as much as possible to relax before the stress of the season starts. And uh, so. We'll just be hanging out and enjoying uh, beautiful San Diego with my wife and kids. That's about it. UCSD men's soccer went 19-3-2 and this past season, winning the CCAA regular season, CCAA tournament, and West Regional, all for the first time in school history. They'll try to add some seconds in the school history next season, and maybe a first in a national title. John, thank you very much. Enjoy the offseason. What little you get to enjoy, I guess, and we'll see you in the fall before you know it, right? Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, let's go ahead and jump to break. When we come back, we'll talk with Claudia Cox, the freshman hurdler with UCSD's women's track and field team who finished 20th in the 400 hurdles at her first NCAA championship appearance this past weekend. She joins us on the other side of this break. Back in a minute on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with 0% financing on our most popular models, including a new 2017 Prius Liftback, Prius V, IA, RAV4, and Sienna. There's even zero APR on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Corolla, Corolla IM, Avalon, and Avalon Hybrid. So don't miss out. Financing through Toyota Financial Services to well-qualified customers. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight May 31st. Excludes RAV4 Hybrid. When you buy or lease any new Toyota, you get Toyota Care, our no-cost maintenance plan. Toyota Care covers normal factory scheduled service for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. 
There's even lockout protection and 24-hour roadside assistance. See your Toyota dealer for details and exclusions. Valid only in the continental U.S. and Alaska. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, welcome back to the Triton Talk, episode 307. Tim Strom will back with you. Time now for our third interview of the afternoon. We're going to talk with freshman hurdler Claudia Cox with UCSD's women's track and field team. Now, she just placed 20th in the 400 hurdles out at, the, out at her first NCAA championship appearance in Florida this past weekend. Claudia, first of all, your first NCAA championship appearance comes in your first year of college competition. What was the experience like for you this year? It was such a great experience. Um, I was so excited to go as a freshman and learn how to compete at nationals and um, watch other like really great athletes compete. And it was a lot of fun. I got to learn like how the meet was run, all the rules and like the timing of the events. So it was like a really great experience. I was so excited that I was able to go and compete there. Were you surprised at all that you were able to qualify and make the NCAA championships in your first year? Um. Well, I set the goal at the beginning of the year um, based on last year's results of what I wanted to run um, to be able to make the championships. And I reached my goal of a 60. I wanted to run a, faster than a 60.7 and I reached my goal. So I knew it was definitely a possibility that I could go to the championships. But like towards the end of the year, it was definitely getting close because they have like the rankings online. And I was like at the bottom, like bubble. But um, I was happy that I was able to get in. It was a lot of fun. What were your nerves like before the race? I mean, obviously, this is a big experience for you. But I looked back through your bio a little bit. And you had a lot of successful competitions, a lot of successful runs before this. So were you able to handle the nerves? Or were they a little bit more than normal races? Uh, it was definitely a little more than normal races, but I'm normally pretty good at about handling the nerves. Um, if I let my nerves get to me too much, my races normally aren't as good. But I normally try to stay focused on my race and like try to calm myself down before I race so that I can perform well. Have you had a chance to sit back? I mean, it's only been a couple of days, but sit back and kind of reflect on what the freshman year has kind of been like and how do you think your year went overall? Uh, I'm really excited about how my year went. Uh, I didn't think I was going to run as fast as I did this year. Um, I'm grateful for like my great coaches and teammates, and I'm really excited about how I competed this year. Where do you want to prove? Where do you get better over the next year to lower that time and perhaps get out to the championships and make an even bigger splash? Uh, definitely some more hurdle work and strength conditioning, I think. Um, maybe eating a little better. Um, I think those are definitely areas that would help me improve and some speed work. Um, my coach definitely already has been talking to me about things to improve for next year already. Now you grew up out in Pinehurst, North Carolina. That seems a long ways away to figure <laughs> out. I want to go to school at UC San Diego. So how did that come about for you? A couple, when I was like younger, my aunt moved out to LA. So from visiting her, I was like set on school and, California but so not LA year. not yeah. LA you were like I need to no, go yeah. somewhere else <laughs> I was set on school in California so I was mainly looking at all the UC schools so I visited all of those and then like my main decision was between SB and SD but then once I went on a visit at SD I was like set on I want to go to UCSD I just love the school and the coaches now, you have a twin sister who chose SB and is running cross-country at yes. UC Santa Barbara. Now, you two had to have been pretty competitive growing up, both being competitive runners, right? 
Yes, it was definitely friendly competition. It was never anything harsh. Uh, we both wanted the best for each other. We never like raced each other that much. We were normally like on the same relay team racing with each other. So that was definitely helpful. Is there any angst that she went to UC Santa Barbara, you went to UCSD? Were you sad at all? You didn't get to go to the same school? Yeah, we were sad, but um, we still see each other pretty often. Definitely during competition season, I got to see her a lot, which was really fun. I definitely miss my sister and wish I could compete with her every meet and see her every day like I used to. But um, we're both really happy with the choices we, uh, the school choices we made. So it's for the best. Now, what went into the decision to really become a hurdler? I mean, you ran a lot of events in high school and you did a lot of activities, it seemed like, in high school. But you nailed down the 400 hurdles here at UCSD. What led you to really say, this is my event? So um, my mom was a hurdler and also an 800-meter runner. So kind of like a push from that. And once I, I started hurdling in seventh grade and uh, she coached me in seventh grade. And ever since then, I was just like, I want to hurdle. And then I chose between the one. Well, I still run the 100 hurdles, but the 400 is definitely my race just because I definitely I have like a distance background, too, from doing cross in high school. And it's definitely a stronger race for me, the 400 hurdles. Now, has they have they tried to convince you to join the cross country team here at UCSD? I know that there are some crossovers from time to time who do both. And have you gotten any pressure to join cross country? <laughs> no, I haven't got any pressure. Um <laughs> I think the fall training for track is definitely better for me for competing for 400 hurdles. Um, but I did love cross in high school. So now what's um, your favorite, yeah. uh, what's your go-to pre-race meal? Okay. So like you wake up day of the race, what, 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 what leads you up to the mm-hmm. race to get you ready to go? So pre-race meal is normally a chocolate muffin and oatmeal. And then once I get to the meat, it's a sandwich, like peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then goldfish. I have goldfish at every meat, <laughs> and oranges and oranges. I was gonna I say, know, like, <laughs> do you have any superstitions or kind of routines to get yourself locked in before a race, other than the goldfish? What are you doing to make sure you're locked in? What am I doing? Um, I listen to Rihanna. Rihanna is something I listen to before every race. <laughs> um, also. Has that changed over mm-hmm. the years or has she always been your jam? <laughs> uh, ever since high school, it's always been like Rihanna. And when she comes out with a new song, it's normally like I pick a new song or I listen to old songs. Um, it's just something that gets me pumped up. Uh, that's normally what I do before my race. I like to have fun before my race. Uh, definitely like be focused, but not like if I like stress out too much, it makes me really nervous. So I like to like, that's why I like listen to music because um, it gets me pumped and like kind of distracts me from nervous being nervous. Um, yeah. Now something I like to, or I really love asking uh, track and field athletes, if you could pick any other events other than your Ooh. 400 hurdles to do and be really good at, what do you think you would want to do? Hmm. That's such a tough question. There's so many events. Um, hmm. Probably the 800 because it's such, such a tough race. It's like sprinting for two whole laps. If I could be like an Olympic 800 runner, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I love it. Like now- <laughs> to watch them runs amazing because it's like sprinting two whole laps. Yeah. Yeah. For us, us laymen who don't 
do track and field, it seems like a very tall ask to do two laps around the track at full speed. So I'm going to leave that to you experts. (laughs) Uh, Now, last question before we get you out of here, it says in your bio that you enjoy baking. Now I noticed (laughs) you said chocolate muffins were in your diet pre-race, but I'm guessing that's not what your best baked good is. What is your best baked treat that you're known for? I don't know. Uh, I like chocolate chip banana muffins. Like baking oh. those. So yeah. that, that makes the pre-race cut because you said chocolate yeah. muffin, chocolate chip banana, bananas have that's potassium. Not, in high school, that's normally what I used to eat before races. But since I don't have like access to a kitchen since I'm a first year. Um, but next year, definitely the chocolate chip banana muffins will probably be in, in that pre-race diet. A kitchen will be very important for when yeah. you look to where you're going to live next year. I like it. Uh, well, Claudia, I mean, congratulations on your first season at UCSD, 20th at the 400 hurdles, your first NCAA championship appearance. I mean, you got three years to build on that. We're all excited to see what you can do. And I guarantee this isn't your first and only appearance on Triton Talk. We'll definitely have you back as you get better and as you grow here at UCSD. So thanks for joining us and have a great rest of your summer, okay? Thank you so much for having me. Let's go ahead and jump to our last break. When we come back, we'll get to the preview and review of what was and what will be your week in Triton Sports. Tim Strom will back in a minute on UCSDTritons.com. The Toyota Time Sales Event is the perfect time to get the Toyota you've been waiting for with huge factory cash back savings, including 1500 cash back on a new Corolla IM or RAV4 hybrid, 2000 back on a new Prius liftback, RAV4, IA, or Corolla. There's even 2500 cash back on a new Camry, Camry Hybrid, Avalon, Avalon Hybrid, or Sienna. So hurry in before they're gone. Must take delivery from new car dealer stock by midnight May 31st. Now it's easier than ever to search for the best deal on a Toyota car, truck, or SUV. Buy at Toyota.com, the only official site for your San Diego County Toyota dealers. There, you can locate a dealer, search our inventory, and find the perfect car with all our current offers. Save time and money. Go direct to the source. Buy at Toyota.com. We've got what it takes, San Diego. Toyota, let's go places. And welcome back from our final break. Tim Strombel back with you on Triton Talk, episode 307. Hope you enjoyed our interviews this afternoon. Time now for a preview and review of what was and what will be your week in Triton sports. Let's go ahead and start with track and field, where three Tritons competed out at the NCAA D2 track and field championships in Florida this past weekend. The best result on the weekend came from senior Chrissy Carr, who earned her first All-American distinction in her senior year by finishing in a tie for sixth in the pole vault. Elsewhere, senior Savannah Foray finished 19th in the high jump, and true freshman Claudia Cox, our guest earlier on today's show, finished 20th in the 400 hurdles. Congrats to all three on a great season. Over to rowing now, where UCSD's women's rowing team saw their season end at the NCAA Division II Championships in New Jersey. UCSD nearly scored a first-place finish in the petite final this past Sunday, but was just edged out by Barry University by a mere two seconds. Hard-fought race. Congrats to the entire women's rowing team on making it to the D2 championships, national championships, and congrats on a great season overall. On to the men's side, UCSD will compete in their own national championships this next weekend, competing out at the IRA national championships June 2nd through June 4th in Rancho Cordova, California. UCSD will send three crews to the event, a Varsity 8, a second Varsity 8, and a third Varsity 8. Action gets underway this Friday. Best of luck to rowing. 
Let's finish out with baseball now, where fourth-ranked UCSD is currently out at the NCAA Division II College World Series in Grand Prairie, Texas. The Tritons moved on to the NCAA D2 World Series after taking down the NCAA West Regional with a perfect four wins and no losses. UCSD was the visiting team in Game 1 of the World Series and fought a tough back-and-forth game against 16th-ranked St. Thomas Aquinas. The Tritons would see a couple of late-inning attempts to score fizzle out and would ultimately lose Game 1 of the World Series 6-5 in 12 innings. Jack Larson continued his unreal postseason with a home run, two doubles, and three RBI in the game, going four for six overall. With that, UCSD moved to the loser's bracket to face Quincy. The Tritons fell behind 7-1 in the fourth inning of that game and all looked lost until a sixth spot in the bottom of the fourth tied the game back up. Then catcher Michael Paulos, who replaced starting catcher Nick Kitzman, entered the game as a defensive replacement. He would knock in the final two runs for for the day to give the lead back to UCSD in the sixth, and they would hang on to win 10-8. to With the win, the Tritons move on to another elimination game, facing 20th-ranked Lindenwood today at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, that game might already be over. If you're just catching the last of this and you think you still have time, NCAA.com, and you can see the live broadcast. Now, if the Tritons get the victory this afternoon, they would move on to tomorrow at 1 o'clock. That's June 1st at 1 o'clock, where they would play St. Thomas Aquinas again, who is 2-0 and is in the winner's bracket. UCSC is 41-18 and on the year. Best of luck to them and the rest of their College World Series hopes. That's going to do it for us on the program this afternoon. Big thanks to everyone that was on our show this afternoon. Skyler uh, with Men's Water Polo, fantastic guest, just a freshman. We'll probably have him back on the show. A favorite, as always, on the show, John Pascal, head coach of UCSD Men's Soccer, and another freshman, Claudia Cox, someone we'll probably have on the show again as she continues her campaign in her four years with UCSD. But that's going to do it for us on the broadcast. Same time next week. Don't forget to come right back with us. It'll be Triton Talk episode 308 on UCSDTritons.com.